My least favorite class in elementary school was gym. The jock-centric gym teachers, they chose sides in a way that always kind of left me out. They would pick the popular athletic kids in the class, and they'd make them the captains. And they would have them stand up and start to pick the teams. Of course, they would pick the other athletic kids first, and then they would pick their friends, and then that's where it really got nerve-wracking, because the rest of us were still up front, and we wondered, are we going to get picked next? Actually, what we wondered was, please don't let me be picked last, anything but that. For each of us endured that humiliation at least once. Pick anybody. Pick me. I don't want to be last. In the ancient world, in the Roman world, the world in which Jesus walked and talked and taught his disciples, in that place, there was a very well-structured social ladder. There was a lot of picking going on in the society. And even though it was really extremely difficult to move up on the ladder, what most people dreaded was falling down a peg or two on the ladder. They were concerned about where they were. And so when Jesus' disciples are arguing about who is the greatest among them, this is not an ego trip. This is what was going on at the time, the worry that was going on at the time, that they would be left out, that they would be the ones lowest on the ladder, that they would be discarded, that the better places at the table would be given to others, and they themselves may not have a place at all at the table. That's what they were worrying about. They were worrying about their life, and the place that they would have with others. You know, that worry still haunts us as a people. That worry still can be found in the cafeteria of every school. Am I going to have a place at someone's table? Maybe that is such a worry that some kids don't even go in to lunch, period. We get that worry, am I going to be the last one, the one left out on college campuses, during job fairs, where internships are given out. We have that worry when it comes time in our organizations, in our businesses for promotions. Am I going to get left out here? Am I among the least of these? You get that worry even coming through a church door. Maybe you've come through that door for decades, and yet you look around and you say, the church is changing. Do I still have a place here? Or maybe today was your first time through those doors. Will I fit in? 
I don't need to be first, but Lord knows I don't want to be last. Concerns about these things. Our place, our place in the choir. Thanks, kids. Jesus answers them today by taking a child and putting a child right in the middle of the group. Oh, good. Children. Everybody likes kids, right? I mean, they bring their own sort of joy. They bring their own sort of, oh, unfettered spirit. It's just great. We love kids. Put a child in the middle. That's something we can jump on board. Well, lest we do that too quickly, we got to consider that children in the ancient world and children today are thought of in very different ways. We like kids today, especially our own. We love kids today. We would do everything for them. And Lord knows we've given them everything. But back in Jesus' day, children weren't even seen as being fully human yet. They haven't grown up yet. You had that social ladder and you had women near the bottom and slaves and then way below children. If we were picking sides for a game in those days, everyone would be picked in the room before a child would be picked. That is the low place. They were truly the least of these at the time. And so when Jesus takes a child in the center, he's taking the least and saying, let's focus on welcome, folks. Whoever welcomes the very least welcomes me. Not who welcomes the popular, not who welcomes the wealthy, not who welcomes the well-connected, but the one who welcomes the least welcomes me. And not just that. You welcome the one who sent me, the creator of the heavens and the earth. You welcome God into your midst. So who are the least of these if we think about that today, who are the least of these in our lives? Well, my guess is that probably children aren't in that group. Unless, of course, we're talking about the children of imprisoned migrant workers. Who is the least of these? Maybe we have to think beyond the age and think of the senior citizen, penniless, who sits all alone in a borrowed wheelchair because they can't afford anything in a public-assisted place. Maybe the least of these is the veteran who came back from the war, but the battle is still raging inside of them. And we haven't given them the respect and the care that they need to get better. And so they sit on the side of a road holding a cardboard sign 
looking for some coins to support the habits that help them escape their reality. Who is the least of these? Is it your neighbor who doesn't look like you and comes from a different land whose tongue is foreign? The least of these. Is it country on the other side of the globe that struggles to make ends meet and poverty rages? Who is the least of these? And how do we welcome How do we welcome? Because the question is a spiritual one. If Jesus is to be found in the places of least, if Jesus is the one who's picked last for the team, then how does the church that bears Jesus' name, how do we welcome our Lord? How do we open our hearts and our hands, and our purses. How do we honor the one who is dishonored, discarded, crucified, buried, and yet is risen? All are welcome? Question mark. Think about that. In your home, in your business, in your church, are all welcome? And if not, what can we do to remove the question mark at the end of that sentence? Amen.